god, I just choked on water as soon as I hit record. <coughs> this is the cold open. The cough open. <coughs> the, it sounds like I have a cold open. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Peyton. And I forgot that it was Sunday night and it was time to record until Peyton texted me. Welcome to... Retweet this. Shout out to Peyton for doing everything for this week's episode because I was doing homework until 30 minutes ago. Um, I'm the responsible one. We all know. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> not even going <laughs> to pretend that's not true. <sighs> How are you? I mean, I've been worse, but I've also been better. Um, but we did. I don't think I'll get any more news during this podcast, but if we do, we'll see. But we got a house. Woo! Woo, woo, woo. It's actually a townhouse, um, and it's cool. It's in a good, it's in an area we wanted um, in Colorado Springs, and you can see mountains from the neighborhood, which is cool. I'm excited for you. Thank I think you. you might like being in a townhouse, too, because then you'll have, like, neighbors around, so, like, if rent's away for a while or for anything, like, you won't be just, like, chilling alone, you know? Yeah, we had a townhouse when we lived in Kansas, and mm-hmm. I really liked it, except my one qualm was that we had a one car garage and a one car driveway, which was hard with two people and two cars. Mm-hmm. And like you have more space in this one, right? Yeah, it's a two car driveway, two car garage. And when we have visitors, there's a little visitor parking lot in the entrance of the uh, neighborhood. Perfect. Expect my car there as soon as you get settled. Okay. So we're going to start off this week um, with a little throwback from last week. Right after we got them recorded, we recording, we stayed online um, and recorded power birthday power hour for that one weird hour thanks to time zones where it was both of our birthdays um i think we both had a good birthday i think we were both felt the love of everyone wishing us happy birthday so we appreciate y'all yeah thanks and if you want to hear our birthday power hour uh little podcast that we did join the patreon it's up so you can listen to that yep all tiers get access to it so you can join for two dollars or on up from there yeah on the 18th hank tweeted i feel like john and i almost intentionally pranked people who are only peripheral 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 i can't this is one of those words that i cannot say <laughs> peripherally yeah that are only kind of aware of us <laughs> i'm always seeing conversations like john is the author and hank is the crash course guy no hank is the author and john is the crash course guy <laughs> they're both all of it <laughs> i responded and i said you'll always be the famous one and the other one to me heart <laughs> i said which one's the peyton and which one's the emily true and then high guy came through and roasted us he said paint's the one that ruins wine with eyes emily ruins it by putting it in the fridge i just like it chilled okay at least don't water it down yeah high guy get off our case my wine costs two dollars and 86 cents you know you can chill oh i ruined like 15 dollar wine it's a bit worse but that's how i like it and the grand scheme of life 15 dollars isn't that expensive 15 dollars for a shred of happiness i'll pay it it's fine. In January of 2021, I will take $15 happiness. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of happiness, um, at the end of my birthday, I tweeted, thank you so much for everyone who sent me birthday wishes. And Hank responded and said, happy birthday. I joined your Patreon. And then a little bit later, Tyler Oakley tweeted at me because I was in their Psychobabble Discord and said something about having a birthday. He tweeted me and said, hope your birthday was splendid. And so I took screenshots of both of them. And I said, I love my fans. <laughs> <laughs> so good i like that he joined our patreon on our birthday weekend did it just for us thanks yeah. hank hi thanks hank on the 18th he he 
on the 18th Hank tweeted and said sometimes I need my phone to have a pop-up that just says you are making a mistake right now fun fact you can actually do that in the shortcut settings like whenever you open an app you can set it to give you a notification so for briefly this week I set it to give me a notification whenever I open Twitter that's like "Eh, you sure you want to but then I just kept opening Twitter and getting annoyed by the notification so I turned it off I should do that I feel like I would listen to it because I would like get anxiety to not listen to my past self you know yeah I think it would probably work on you I'm just you know I was just in the headspace to scroll away from it just goodbye doom scrolling even away from yourself <laughs> doom scroll away from everything mood um i tweeted on the 19th and i said i love having m and pete Buttigieg as my birthday neighbors the three most annoying capricorns i would argue we could add a fourth one because lemon miranda's birthday is the day before mine <laughs> absolutely we are sandwiched between who's the moment more annoying to pete Buttigieg and lemon miranda or me and emily you decide we'll, we'll do a poll on the on the pod twitter i like it I also tweeted on the 19th and I said me at my dog's making me sleep in every morning because of cuddles. It's just a picture that's like poorly drawn and it says it's not your fault that you're so cute but it's actually ruining my life. Oh my god my dog it's a good thing she's cute. She today I left the door to my bedroom open and she comes up here and she lays down and like takes a nap up here all the time because it's quiet up here and she likes it. Mm-hmm. But I went downstairs to eat dinner and she let herself upstairs And I had been sitting in my bed doing homework earlier. So like naturally I had a snack. So I had a Lara bar, like a, not a granola bar, but like one of those power bars. Yeah. And it had, um, I'd eaten like half of it. And the other half was in the wrapper and I put it on my nightstand and she jumped onto my bed, climbed onto my nightstand and knocked my Starbucks cup in the floor, got the half eaten Lara bar, brought it back into my bed and smeared it all into my sheets and ate it. (laughs) Ma'am. So she did ingest a little bit of chocolate, but she's okay. There was like minimal amounts of chocolate chips, but I did want to give that disclaimer that like, we're keeping an eye on her. She's all right. Yeah. I feel like, which it's different because she is smaller, but like my dogs would have to eat quite a bit, unless it's dark Mm -hmm. chocolate, but like they would have to eat quite a bit of chocolate to actually get like severely sick. When she was younger, she got into a bag of Hershey Kisses and she ate like seven or eight and she was fine. Yeah. So don't give your dogs chocolate, obviously. Yeah, yeah, please don't give your dogs toxic things on purpose. (laughs) This is us lowering each other's anxieties. Right. (laughs) Uh, On the 19th, I tweeted and I said, I decided after sobbing for the last 30 minutes that I hate John now. Hank is my new favorite. Nobody tell Hank. (laughs) It's funny because just before this, Peyton told me she was going to watch Looking for Alaska on Hulu. And I was like, do you know what happens in Looking for Alaska? She's like, yeah, I know. And I was like, okay, well, enjoy. Like, it's really good. You'll cry. And then she tweeted that. And so I quote tweeted, I said, the way Peyton actually didn't know what happens in Looking for Alaska and then watched the Hulu series. I knew spoilers for the next five seconds for Looking for Alaska. If you haven't read Looking for Alaska, it's been like 15 years. Like, right. Uh, I knew that she died. I didn't know how. Come back, everyone. So <laughs> I knew I knew the premise of what happened, but I didn't know the deets. The deets. Yeah. Well, now you know. Yeah, I know the deets, John. What the heck? Now imagine reading that when you're like 15. No, I don't. I don't want to. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that one. Oh, so we, we're going to go ahead and jump into um, some inauguration-related tweets start because the inauguration was this week on Wednesday and we officially have a new president and a new madam vice president which is very exciting for all of us yeah um but we're gonna start off with some McDickles homework so get ready to hashtag McDickles M-C-D-I-C-K-L-E-Z 
The prompt is, you can technically be sworn into the presidency on anything. It doesn't have to be a Bible. What would you be sworn in on? Yeah, I answered this and I said my dogs. <laughs> Just one hand on each dog. Yes. What would you be sworn in on? Uh, my original answer was a basket of red lobster cheddar bay biscuits. Okay. I feel that. <laughs> you have you have Gracie in a basket full of biscuits. A basket full of biscuits and Gracie. Yes. yes. But I have to hold them in separate hands because she will eat the basket full of biscuits. Oh, right. Only if there's chocolate in them. <laughs> she just puts one paw on the biscuits and i hold her yeah and it's like the transitive power of biscuits yes that makes a lot of sense to me for some reason (laughs) (laughs) glad it does (laughs) also on the 20th i tweeted brb googling where i can buy a monochrome dress coat dress coat mask power outfit because i know there was a lot of conversation about like i can't believe we're talking about fashion at the inauguration like this is a historic moment and also like we can't get too celebratory because there's still things to fix and like i know but Michelle Obama and her outfit and Jill Biden and her outfit and Kamala, like they were all beautiful. And yeah. all of um, the Biden granddaughters, when they came down and they're like monochrome matching jackets and masks and everything, it was just a whole vibe for everything. And I want to match. Yeah. Um, I think this is like a lukewarm take, I guess. Um, I think that on inauguration day, when you literally just removed a fascist from power, it's okay to celebrate for the one day. I saw a lot of, I saw, um, I could find it and include it here, but I saw someone tweeting, it was a black woman who was tweeting and she was saying, she's like, I'm very tired of white people telling me to stop celebrating on the timeline because like Joe Biden's not a leftist or Joe Biden's just a Republican and like in glitter, like, you know, Uh and she's like, there's so much that has happened in the last four years and there's so hard we worked to get to right now and like please let us celebrate right now before we go any further because like the way people were talking were basically being like it's just going to be trump all over again but with good grammar and like obviously there's progress to make there's always going to be progress to make if you get the idea in your head that there's no more progress to make then like you're kind of screwed but also like we got rid of trump <laughs> like let's right. celebrate for a day And I think we're already back. I think some people are still celebrating. I think some people are feeling lighter in general, um, which we should, but there's already, I've seen tons of people putting pressure on people. I've seen, there's already legislation being passed. There's already things in motion and more things should be in motion. And I think we're going to keep holding people accountable for that. So, yeah, I don't think we should by any means just be like, well, this is good for four years. Uh, Just do whatever you want, Joe Biden. Like, no, no, no. We'll come back in 2024 in this ass. Wouldn't that be nice, though? (laughs) (laughs) What if we just election cycles were like six weeks? Oh, see, that sounds absolutely horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds horrifying, but also kind of relieving. If it was only six weeks, I think I would run. I'd be president for six weeks, yeah. No, I don't mean like your term lasts six weeks. I mean like the process between like people saying they're going to run for president until the election. I literally thought you meant every six weeks we'd elect someone new so it wasn't that big of deal what each one did. No! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it would take more than six weeks just to get everybody's like cabinet in. Literally, you have to have your cabinet already to run. Like we just vote every six weeks and then you start. It's like literally the chaos country. It's the country I would run. That is how the Clown College administration works. The clown, Hank, you started as the dean of the clown college. Someone has to have replaced you by now. Don't know who, but someone has. <laughs> it's been over six weeks. So on the 20th, I tweeted, <laughs> I said, hearing everyone's footsteps on the stairs. I think, was it stairs to the Capitol? I'm assuming. 
I think, yeah, I think it was when they were walking Pence and his wife out, maybe. Yeah. I, I think know. that was the Capitol stairs, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, but I said, hearing everyone's footsteps on the stairs has the same energy as that Britney Spears walking meme video. <laughs> it really quick, did. Quick, quick. It was just silent and then footsteps. It really was. <laughs> I included the next tweet because it is everything about my brand. Um, It's from Demian. He went on tour with the Jonas Brothers last year. I think he was a guitarist for them. I could be totally wrong, um, but he was part of their band. Um, but it's how it started versus how it's going. And it's Kevin, Joe and Nick and their tour outfits from the happiness begins tour next year, next to Michelle, Kamala and Jill. And the colors were like perfectly coordinated. Um, yeah. Which is really funny because I saw this tweet starting and like my Jonas fan friends, like I saw him tweet this because I follow him and I retweeted it when it was at like 400 likes or something. And it's at like 353,000 likes right now. That's so crazy. And I'm like, oh, hey, I met you. Wow. Famous by association. That's what I say. Yeah, pretty much. The next one is from Sarah, who is a nerd fighter. Um, and she said, I don't know a lot of things, but I do know that Amanda Gorman made John Green cry this morning. And I dare someone to try to prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I will not argue that. I absolutely agree. Absolutely. Amanda Gorman was the highlight of that inauguration. She was incredible. Yes. She's only 22 everything she said was great her coat was absolutely spectacular mm-hmm. and i'm sure the sales of yellow coats absolutely skyrocketed so absolutely imagine being 22 writing a poem and then standing up and reciting it that perfectly yeah no i can't i i couldn't do that at 25 i couldn't do that at 55 like even like the message of the poem was great the content was amazing but even imagine just like getting up at the inauguration knowing like the entire country is watching and having to recite like freaking ring around the rosy like I couldn't do it (laughs) the confidence and the delivery of it all I really I literally could never like I genuinely could never deserved confidence yeah okay so last week I made an inaccurate prediction so I need to correct myself Jane Lynch was not the meme of the week Bernie Sanders was the meme of the week and I know a lot of people are saying these are dead but I'm sorry, you need to follow more creative people if you think they're dead because super hyper local ones are hilarious to me. Super fandom related ones are hilarious to me, but it's the Bernie Sanders sitting in a chair with his cute little mittens and people are photoshopping him into pictures everywhere. So we are now entering the Bernie section of the podcast. The Bernie zone. Feel the burn. I just burped. (laughs) Burp. Feel the burp. (laughs) Feel the burp. So the first one is, says, I am once again asking if he had it coming. And they put him in one of the chairs for he had it coming from Chicago, um, which has almost 300,000 likes. And this was one of the best versions of this I thought this week. Yeah, it's good. It's just good because they're all in chairs. So it really goes. Mm-hmm. And ever since I saw that in the show notes, I've been humming it. So he had it coming. It's really one of those songs that like I can't get out of my head when I hear it. Mm hmm. It's one of those songs that I tend to like rewrite for any situation going on in my head. Like if someone's in traffic, I'll be like, he had it coming. He better get out of my lane. Yeah. Wow. She's a lyricist. I really am. I made one on the 20th and I said, I'm once again asking for more delete this. And it's (laughs) Bernie sitting on the delete this logo. It's amazing. I love it. (laughs) His little feet dangling. I know it's cute. His little legs. This one is from um, someone named Self-Identified Emo, which is a big mood. And it's Bernie and his mittens wrapped around Edward Cullen's back. And it says, you better hold on tight, spider monkey. I'm so cursed. <laughs> it's everything I love and hate all at once. I like Bernie's, you know, furrowed brow, the off-center mask. It's so good. All of it. <laughs> I like whoever said it's like, 
Bernie looks like this is part of his day, but not his whole day. Like I'm just yeah. going to swing by Joe's little thing real quick and then get on to the Senate. Yeah. Very accurate. Iconic. The next one is Guy Fieri and it's him in his red convertible with, uh, not Biden, Bernie sitting next to him. And it says, not me, us. It's just funny. <laughs> Comrade Bernie. <laughs> you go to your Comrade favorite restaurant guy. and see these two. What do you do? <laughs> I feel like um, you would hear like critique of the food and then you would get your bill paid for. Like that would be it. That's Honestly, what would yeah. <laughs> the next one is very local um, to anybody that lives honestly across the whole state of Alabama and into the Atlanta area. You've probably seen this billboard, but it's the Alexander Shannara billboard, but they put Bernie on it. <laughs> and like for anyone that doesn't know Alexander Shannara, he is like an insurance guy or accident and injury law, Alexander Shannara and Associates. So not injured, but whatever. Lawyer dude. And he literally rented, like, I would say 70% of the billboards across the state of Alabama, like along highways and just plastered them with his face and his name and his phone number. And then like, it's a meme, like locally here, it's a meme. And he's all the way into Atlanta too. But anyway, if you've ever driven through Georgia or like parts of Georgia, if you've driven through Alabama, I think even into like North Florida, you'll recognize this. Yeah. It's iconic. We have one. Well, we have several around my area. So I know this billboard well. I passed three on my way into town here. Yeah. It's so odd. <laughs> it really is. And they'll be thing. like, you know, when there's like a double billboard, like one stacked on top of the other, yeah. he'll have both of them. <laughs> like what? Yeah. What's the point he like, he literally monopolized the Southeast billboard industry. <laughs> but it's funny because there's like two different headshots on them and they're obviously taken years apart and he doesn't look like the same person, but it's just still there. He's like, listen, I paid for all these billboards. I can't redo them all. <laughs> They're staying. I tweeted on the 20th. It was a TikTok um, of someone's teacher, like, jumping around on the desks and doing a cartwheel and then doing a roll on it's the ground. It's full parkour. Yes. Classroom but parkour. Amateur. And the audio just says, it's seven in the morning. It's <laughs> seven in the morning. And so I said, uh, Hank trying to make his TikToks fun and educational at the same time. And then I commented after DMing with Emily and said, Emily is saying it's seven in the morning. I'm the one filming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly true. Accurate. Oh, this one is a mood. I It's a picture of the guy from the Scooby-Doo movie, like in an interview, like in a press interview. But every few words is like censored out to say something different. So it says, I don't actually remember tweeting. Once I opened Twitter, I would black out as the spirit of stupidity possessed my mortal body once again. <laughs> yeah. That's me making this podcast. That's me every time I open this stupid app. Literally when I'm editing, I'm like, I don't remember any of this conversation. Like, I what, are, what are we doing? I literally, last week you sent me the episode to upload and I was in the middle of doing something. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to listen through it and like take notes so I can like, write a little description of it, promote it in a couple of tweets, post it, all that. And I didn't listen through it. I forgot what was going on. And so I just texted Peyton and I was like, what's a title we can use for this? And I just went through the show notes and like, I was like, I don't remember talking about any of these, but I just made up talking points from the show notes and put them in there. So I have no idea what I said last week. It's fine. No Wait, none of us know. None of us know anything. True. So on the 21st, it was Biden's, I guess, second day, first full day in office. And the news broke about the Diet Coke button in the Oval Office. When Trump was president, he had a button installed on the desk of the Oval Office. And if you push the button, a butler or waiter or staff member would bring in a Diet Coke on a silver platter for him. Um, and Biden had the button removed. 
And so there's a lot of conversation around like how ridiculous this is, whatever. Of all the things a person can demand, I feel like a Diet Coke is somewhat reasonable, but the whole silver trad, silver platter, impersonal button pushing, like that doesn't sit right with me. But anyway, I quote tweeted the little blip about it. And I said, okay, let's imagine for a second that this isn't extremely weird. What would your button be for? Mine would be for iced coffee. I feel like I would have a schedule for drinks, so mm. I wouldn't need a button, you know? Mm-hmm. because if it's you know before like 11 a.m i would want iced coffee but it's between like 11 and midnight i would either want a regular canned diet coke or if i was being a little crazy i would want a cherry coke zero. Ooh, a little wild yeah a so frisky. yeah no mine would continually be cold brew with oat milk and caramel I do, um, but um, I would also have someone on a schedule every couple of hours making sure I'm drinking water because I would get dehydrated. Yeah. I get, and not like in a mean way of like a, you have to come in here every couple hours, but like someone <laughs> being like, Hey, here, you want me to refill your water bottle? How you doing? And I'd be like, Oh, I'm great. Thank you. Like you want to, you want some water too? Like how are we doing? Let's all make sure we're staying hydrated. This is a stressful job. Yeah. Just have like a, just hire a drink person. And that's like <laughs> their whole job is to like do drinks. If you're listening to this podcast right now, drink some water. If you haven't had any water today, drink a whole cup of water. This is your cue. I tweeted on the 21st because I commented on John's TikTok (laughs) about Biden is actually the 45th president Mm -hmm. um, because someone had repeated and they were counted as president. What was it? It was 24 and 26 or 22 and 24. I don't remember. Yeah. Like something, but the same, same person. So they shouldn't have counted, you know, twice technically um and so i commented and i said this is the most interesting thing i've learned on tiktok please don't tell hank and then hank replied with a bunch of exclamation points <laughs> and then john liked it uh later on but i thought it was funny that is funny another thing that happened this week on the internet is jojo siwa came out um she didn't like confirm a label or whatever she basically just said she's part of the lgbtq community um mm-hmm. And so it was like a big deal. A lot of people were talking about JoJo. A lot of my friends were talking about JoJo and DMs and stuff. But I did see this one tweet where somebody quote tweeted her um, in a shirt that said something about being gay. And they said, I, for one, am thrilled that the next generation of children has a queer icon who to look up to who isn't in the Glee cast. Honestly, literally the only people that I like knew of growing up were probably Glee people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it was so bizarre, especially young people. Like we had Ellen. We knew Ellen. And like, there were a few shows that like, like Friends had um, Ross's ex-wife and her current, like her new wife or whatever. And so like, there was a little bit of, and that, I wouldn't even call that representation in Friends, obviously. It was more like a, more like a plot point. But like, there was Ellen, there was a few people that were like out, but they were all older. And then when Glee came around, it was like a big deal that like Kurt was the gay character and he was played by a gay, gay actor and blah, blah, blah. Glee was, um, <sighs> Glee. I was not yeah. allowed to watch it when it, when it was on because it did have gay characters in it and like whatever rules in my house. Um, but I went, I watched it like later, like my friend had, it was before streaming and like Netflix and everything. So my friend had the box sets on DVDs and I watched the first like three seasons, but then I went back and watched all of it. Like once I was in college, I think like freshman year of college and oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> i need to watch it i feel like it's tragically good i always forget you haven't watched it it's like you have to go into it knowing that it's bad and ready to like appreciate it for what it is yeah i, I i'm down with that like 
knowing something is bad but liking it anyway like the thing I is get with that there was so much talent on that show like there were so many talented people that were a part of it but mr Shu and just like general like problematic storylines and like the writing seems horrible like horrible and it was horrible it's awful and they would like try to tackle these like big topics but they would do it so poorly <laughs> And I think I would rather have poor storyline with really good talent because it is kind of like almost like it's supposed to be bad. Like it's funny. Uh-huh. Towards the end, they knew it was bad. Like there's like self-referential jokes in the final seasons. Like they knew it was terrible. Good. I, I like that. So later in the week on the 22nd, I guess it requires a little bit of context. Hank had a whole thread of tweets about how he was looking at his glasses under his microscope and was really disgusted by everything he saw. So then he made his Vlogbrothers video about all the little things he saw in his glasses. And then Alice, is that how you pronounce that? Alice? I'm sorry if it's not. Um, made art of all of the little skin cells and salt crystals and oil droplets and yuckiness, but like animated them and gave them cute little faces. <laughs> So it made it slightly less horrifying. Yeah. But, but Hank quote treated that art and said, oh my God. And it's really cute. It is really cute. I tried to watch that video while I was eating. And I had to turn it off because I got nauseous. I commented on it. And I was like, respectfully, this is disgusting. Yeah, it really, really was. I want to do that with my glasses. It's like another reason why I need that freaking my- microscope. Like I don't need it, but like, I really want it. Hank tweeted on the 23rd and said, Psst, I have some cross-cultural espionage. You can keep doing it, but just so you know, every other generation makes fun of us for doggo. Haggai found dead in a ditch. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And pupper. I'm sorry. I hate to tell y'all. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, I've definitely said doggo and pupper before, but like... I think it's endearing. I I think it depends on the context. It depends on if you're saying it earnestly or not, too. If -hmm. you are, then I think it's endearing. Mm -hmm. Um, I just said so true, bestie, and it has 124 likes for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> iconic oh someone replied and said wait you identify as late gen x or early millennial and he said whatever suits me in the moment <laughs> with the that is the biggest do. mood i'm either gen z or millennial depending on who's acting up more yeah i feel that well it, we are like cuspers or whatever yes we're the cusper generation technically I, by like breakdowns or whatever 96 is the last year of millennials and like i guess that's fair but i feel like half the time i relate to more millennial things half the time i relate to more gen z things i think i relate to childhood of millennials like Mm -hmm. with what we did like as children because i had older siblings so i had like his hand-me-down stuff too yep but i like now i feel like i fit in with the the under 25 and under crowd yeah i feel like like i had that humor humor yeah the like social media knowledge and stuff like that and then i don't know the mental illness (laughs) yeah the mood (laughs) So Hank made a TikTok yesterday, day before, I don't know, of a taxidermied squirrel in the parking lot at his work. And there's no real context. He just sings a song about it. And I'm still confused. Yeah, I don't know why it's there. But they said it wasn't actually a squirrel. It was something else. Uh-huh. He said it was a squirrel. What did? What is it? I'm sure someone... Uh... Pine something. It was called Pine something. Anyway, the... Oh, what's his name? Pullian? Pine Martin. But, Pine Martin. Yeah. I got part two of this on my For You page where the guy that works in Hank's building drove up and made the same TikTok over again. And I was like, wait, does someone re-upload? Wait, no, that's a different car. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe Hank just left it there. Right? He was like, oh, I'll just step over this Pine Martin on the ground and just leave it in the snow. 
I mean, to be fair, if there was a taxidermy dead animal near me, I would leave it on the ground. Oh, I would take it home. Absolutely. Absolutely. I literally don't doubt that at all. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. How do you feel about people having like animals in their house like that? Um, I guess it depends. Like if it was their dog, I would feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, like things they hunt. Uh, I guess it depends on how they're posed as well. If it was like a full deer, I think they were a crazy person. If it was a deer head, I would think they were a little bit yeehaw, but like I can get it. Like sometimes it's okay. I don't know. I think it's weird. My sister's got a deer and a duck in her house. I'm just like, mm. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want it in my house, but I don't, if I went to someone's house and they had them, I wouldn't write them off as being like scary you know oh yeah no i would just be like you're kind of yee yeah yeah but i'm okay with a little bit yee a little bit um this is included by my request because i these videos give me happiness every day and it's just travel travis mcroy with his salads that he eats every day and they're always different and they look so good and he looks really happy and proud of himself and i just really like him and i like the salads <laughs> that's it I think we're going to include a McElroy moment every week. So we'll choose something new to include. McElroy moment. There you go. We'll include that exact audio every time too. Okay. I'll sing it every week. I'll have to do a voice warm up before we record. Perfect. Um, I tweeted earlier today, I was talking to my group chat and they were talking about earlier in the week, they're talking about walking to the grocery store or like going to the grocery store and walking back with their groceries. And I'm like, what the heck? How do you walk back from the grocery store? Like it takes like 20 minutes to get to the grocery store in a car. And then I'm like, oh yeah, you live in Boston. Um, yeah. But there's another conversation going on today too, something about walking to a doctor's appointment or something. And I just tweeted, I said, I genuinely forget that there are places you can live and not have a car and just like get around. Like I have to drive 10 minutes just to get to the closest street that has a sidewalk. Yeah. In Wash. that's how it is here mm-hmm. um, with you have to have a car and that's how kansas was but in washington we had our pharmacy eye doctor and chiropractor were on our road and then we had a general store which was like some groceries and like a deli mm-hmm. and then we had like five or six local restaurants and then a starbucks and a mcdonald's at the end of the street that's and so i nice. could walk to all of it which was cool I literally drive, I'm like, I had to move a little bit further away from work because I moved in with my parents earlier or not even this year, last year. Wow. Time is weird. Um, but like whenever I was living near my work, it would still take me six or seven minutes to drive to my job. Like I'm the idea that there are people that can walk to work or like public transit is just like a foreign concept to me. Like (laughs) I want to move to a city. I'm sure I'm romanticizing the idea of living in a city, but I hate driving. I do too. I think I wouldn't mind um, public transportation if, which is like you would be traveling in peak travel time probably, which is good because I wouldn't want it to be like me and another person on on public transportation because I would think they were going to like kill me or something. But in a crowded one, I wouldn't be so nervous. If it was too crowded though, I think I would freak out. I get real claustrophobic and yeah. we have to take this- When we're we're in America, people have guns and I would be nervous that someone had a gun on there. (laughs) And right now I would be very nervous about being in a packed little area. But like last year when I was in London back last February, we had to take a tube, take the tube, take a train on the tube. I don't, London. We had to go in the little train underground and we had our luggage with us because I think we were getting back to the airport or something. And it was so packed. Like I could barely breathe and I had to like look upward and like breathe air above me. And I feel so bad for anybody that is armpit height. I'm so sorry. Yeah, me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I um, we rode the tube the whole time in mm-hmm. London, and then we did um the underground in D- the metro in DC, mm-hmm. and then we did 
I feel like there was somewhere else we did public transportation. Maybe it was Seattle. Don't remember. Yeah. But it's not underground there. Um, but I'm down with it. I like it. But, but on- I also have Brent with me. So it's a little different too. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've been on the subway. I've been on the um, the Metro in DC. The tube normally in London was totally fine. It was just that one particular ride that was so packed. I think there was like certain trains were down or something. I don't remember. Um, so like, I'm fine with public transportation. I think I obviously have never had to rely on it, but I can see where like people that have to rely on it get real, real annoyed with it because it is kind of unpredictable. You can't control if something breaks down or whatever. Yeah. That'd be really frustrating to be like on your way to work and the train's late or it's early and you miss it or something. Yeah. That'd be frustrating. But I think that in a city, yeah, like in a city like that, they're they're kind of used to that happening. So I guess your boss would understand like, oh yeah, the such and such train is late or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. but if you were running late, you would miss it, which would suck. So yeah. you'd better hope it was like a train that ran a lot. That was a long talk about trains. Yeah, but the train talk, a new segment. <laughs> and now it is time for Patreon tweet. I need to pull up our Patreon so I can read off everybody that is a member. Hold on. Four, four, four. While you're looking for that, I'm going to explain. So we already talked a lot about Hank's tweets, but now that he's a patron, we don't want to just dedicate one. So we are going to every week look through his likes and find the most cursed tweet. And that will be his patron tweet. (laughs) You're welcome, Hank. So as always, we have tweets from our professor tier, which is Nate, Alyssa, Artemis, and Hank now. Um, But thank you to everyone. Bill, Margaret, last comment, Kelly, Haggai, everyone um, for supporting us on Patreon. Um, but do you want to go ahead and start with Hank's Patreon shout out, liked tweet? Yeah. Um, this kind of goes along with some stuff we've talked about on the pod before that Emily thinks the U.S. looks like a dog. It doesn't, but you know, that's no, that's a Australia is a half time. a cat, half a dog. I, I agree with that one. Um, but Hank liked a tweet that it's the oceans between, you know, the half, each half of the, the world. And it looks like a naked person. And it really does. It does <laughs> and look it like will not be unseen. A naked person with large large boobs. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well now I've opened that. Yeah. Boob oceans. Thanks. Thank you. Hank. Oh, that has to that has to be the name of that uh, episode. <laughs> Boob ocean. Boob oceans. Boob ocean. Boob ocean. <laughs> replace every uh, replace every vowel in boob ocean with oob. Oh gosh, boob. Oh, it's oob. Boob, 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 boob. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna write this down. I need to see this. Hold. I think me. it's. I think it's. Are we doing oodle or or oob? Oob, oob, boob, oob, b- oob. S- Oop oop. Mm. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It is boob boob, oob kuboobin. Oob kuboobin. <laughs> sounds like a Harry Potter spell. Oob kuboobin. <laughs> and you just turn whoever you're doing it to into a boob. <laughs> no, do you just give them massive boobs to the point where to the point where it's a hindrance? Every like 14 year old is like in the mirror being like. Ooh, boo, boo, ka, boo, <laughs> honestly <laughs> wow it's like a, it's, a, it's one of the banned spells from hogwarts <laughs> it's right there with the vada cadaver yeah it sounds the same <laughs> sure <laughs> um artemis 
tweeted, either I'm playing too much or not enough Animal Crossing because I want to reorganize my actual house instead of my in-game house. Where's my options to move furniture around by turning them into leaves and throwing them into my pockets? Wouldn't that be nice? I'm just thinking about how handy that would be when we're moving in a few months Mm -hmm. to just turn all of our stuff into little leaves and carry them to Colorado. Although I do think it might make me like a hoarder because I have, I have a problem with stuff. Like I have too much stuff, but if I could just turn it all into a little leaf and like just place it somewhere until I need it and then turn it back into what I need it, I would have so much stuff. Well, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter because you could just put it in a box and you'd just be like a box of a ton of little leaves. I would have to label my leaves very carefully. (laughs) This leaf is a giant boob. (laughs) (laughs) Boob and kaboobin. A boob and kaboobin that turns all your leaves into a pile of boobs. (laughs) What if animal... No, I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Yeah, never mind. Anyway, our next patron is Nate. He says... uh, Hang on. Nate tweeted on the 21st and said, turns out having extremely, extremely limited social contact for almost a full year might not be great for your mental health. I don't know, guys. Just something I've been thinking about. Nate, hon, are you doing okay? Because we scrolled through all your tweets from this week. You doing all right? (laughs) You seem like you're really going through it, and I really resonate with that. Um, Let us know you're okay in the Discord. We don't have any advice to offer or anything, but like... No, we're we're literally in the same boat. We're all struggling to paddle this boat together. We could at least, like, paddle it, like, coordinatedly, like, sync up our, like, mental breakdown so one person's down while the other one's up, like, something like that. We're all trying to paddle, and we're actually just swatting each other's hands. (laughs) Everybody's, like, hitting all at the same time, like, just whacking across the boat. Yeah. We're all It's like a little whack-a-mole game. Every time someone pops up, like, crying, we just, like, bap. We're paddling, but we're actually all facing into the boat, hitting each other. (laughs) (laughs) cursed on the 19th the makeup a guy account tweeted and said designated reply guy and rachel quoted it and said this is basically peyton under hates tweets question mark yeah it really is <laughs> that I've tweet made trying, me laugh so much i've been trying to lay off a little bit because now i have do have to interact with him in real life but it hasn't stopped me from doing much no you're still pretty much there yeah i'm still there. i like that we included like all of three hank tweets this week hank we don't know him who Oh, oh, that guy that pays us? <laughs> no, I'm just one of our patrons. That's oh, yeah, it. he's just one of our patrons. So last week, our McDickles homework. First of all, this week um, for McDickles homework, the first one was what would you be smart on? Also, let us know what your Diet Coke button would give you or yeah, what alternative to Diet Coke you would have. Oh, wait. Coke. Can we? Can this, this is just something I'm thinking of now. Can you write it in the form of like a scenario? Like I sit down at my desk. I just swore into office on my blank. I push the button. My butler comes in with a blank on a silver platter. Like, make it a story. I like it. Creative writing process. We'll pick. It's, a, it's basically a self-insert president fan fiction. Well, if you want to put a, think about it that way, go ahead and put it on AO3 and then we'll read it. Yeah, put on AO3 and link it. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, it was replace the vowels in your name with oob, and we got some good ones. Nate is noob tube. Gross. <laughs> Rachel is rube tubal. Rube Jubal. It literally just all it did was remind me of Chernobyl. (laughs) (laughs) Chernobyl! I don't know why. The R and the Ch. The R and the Ch. Samuel is submoobal. Submoobooble. 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 There you go. Can Um, you read Caroline? (laughs) Caroline is 
Kubru Blue Banoob. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> oh, your profile picture is a cute dog. I like your dog. Oh. Rose is Rube Soup. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Rose and Nate are the best tube, noob tube, and Rube Soup. <laughs> and Mickey is Moop Kaboob. Moop Kaboob. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> Moop Kaboob. Wow. Moop Kaboob. Okay. Anyway, thanks for listening. Wait, Can't wait, wait. wait. Happy 25th oh. is trending. We got a birthday shout out from the pop category. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for the trending topic. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We love you. We hope you had a good week. Um, thanks for all the birthday love. We appreciate it. Go ahead and send in your fan- your self-insert president fan fiction to hashtag McDickles, M-C-D-I-C-K-L-E-Z. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at RetweetThisPod. You can find us on Patreon. We are patreon.com slash RetweetThis. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us your time. Or whatever I'm supposed to say. I don't know. It's been a long week. Bye. We love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh my God. I tweeted this week. I got to find it. My friend works for a school in Virginia Mm -hmm. and invited me to this webinar she was hosting or like, it was like a panel, but she was like facilitating it. She was like being the Zoom moderator or whatever. And she asked if I wanted to attend. And so anyway, I was sitting in there and I was lurking and my camera and microphone were off, but I texted her at one point. I said, oh God, I'm muted, right? I just burped so loud. And I said, lurking in the Zoom panel, like, and then I responded to myself and said, my friend, I'm facilitating a Zoom panel for my women in higher education leadership organization about the impact of the Virginia legislature on our state's higher education. I know it's out of state, but you can probably still learn a lot. Do you want to attend? Me. Burp. Burp. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Barter, Brent's An Absolutely Remarkable Thing Review. Applause, applause, applause. I'm sad to be announcing this will be the last Barter. You finished? No, I got one chapter left. Oh. <laughs> so you're just not going to give us your final opinions on the end? No, I, I'll, uh, I'll read uh, this one chapter and I'll come back. So I was initially um, just going to do uh, chapters... Oh man, 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. But then I read 20, 21, 22, 23, <laughs> and 24. <laughs> All right, so uh, buckle in. We've got a lot going on. So I think I'll do uh, 18, 19, 20, and 21. Okay. And then I'll save the last four for next week. Cool. So um, we left off April, got stabbed. She was transported to the hospital. Mm hmm. Um, so she wakes up, she's being questioned about the footage and uh, what happened to it by the police, the FBI. And then the president comes in and essentially makes a deal with April saying, hey, we need that footage. Like you can keep it, but like we also need need it. Um, so they make a deal. Uh, chapter. Uh, oh, and the president comes back in. Uh, meets with April. They have like a little photo shoot so the president can do her thing. And then Andy releases the uh, video afterwards. Um, Chapter 19, April finally releases information on the 767 sequence. Um, Mm -hmm. And the code is Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen on the accordion. (laughs) Uh, 
this and then so using that um and help on the psalm she gets into the wheel bay of the 767 opens up a hatch and then falls out hits her head and then wakes up so she's gotta she's gotta wait a little bit and then she's she keeps trying to or she makes it into the plane and she's trying to figure out the code and then robin wakes her up and says that the defenders have solved the code and i get a little frustrated or i got a little frustrated with maya in this or not maya april in this chapter because she got really pissed with robin Mm -hmm. uh, for not telling her that uh peter petrowicki uh was also using jennifer putnam as a agent Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so she got mad and she was crappy to a lot of people for no good reason um and she ended up firing robin but then they ended up solving the code and uh chapter 21 the code is an address in new jersey and it says april uh comes alone no one else Mm -hmm. that's part of what i read obviously it's really good (laughs) (laughs) seeing that i was gonna read two chapters and i read uh six that's how the end of that book gets like you're like it's interesting for the whole time and you're like all right i can do a few chapters a day or whatever and then you get to the last like third of the book and you're like holy crap yeah i'm probably gonna uh we'll probably finish this up and i'll probably go finish the book i mean i only got 11 pages left so damn look at you then you gotta read the next one there's a whole other one i know i'll be starting on babfer 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 yeah welcome babfer next week maybe wow no, we'll have, have, the, we'll have one more barter and then we'll launch in the bab for do the final barter and do a whole book review wrap up and then start bab for the next week yeah i'll do the final chapters next week and then i'll go over my thoughts okay and what i would like to see in bab for <laughs> uh, what you would like to see what requests you would yeah. like to make yeah what what i would like what i would like to have bab so. for predictions next week i like it so. we'll see how psychic he is So that concludes Brent's absolutely remarkable thing review for this week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay, Brent's going to go finish the book.